Good morning. Can everyone hear me out there? Give me a thumbs up. So this morning's Dharma talk is uh, on jealousy. And someone remember what it's called? I think titled it "Where is the jealousy?" Where is the jealousy? So the idea of where is the jealousy? is uh, something uh, people have been asking about. This is a talk about jealousy all the time, and psychologists have all kinds of ideas. And we all have uh, Buddhist teachers. Uh, everyone has comments on that aspect of passion and that aspect of territoriality, that you own something that you may not, or that you want to own something that you don't have, which might be more like envy. Seem to be different degrees of that. A little bit of jealousy. You can have a little bit of jealousy, and no one will ever know about it. But just you kind of realize that you're a little jealous, but you have a little bit of a sense of humor about it, perhaps. The causes and conditions that arise as that particular emotion are without blame. Without blame. If you look for blame, I'm talking about cause. This is what modern therapies, psychologies do. And does it work? Yeah, some, somewhat. If the causes and conditions that are, show up in your, you as your particular karma, your lifetime, respond well to relative activities of pushing, pulling, shutting down, opening up, covering up, doing, going through this gamut or this forest of one's emotions and feelings, yes, it could work. Now, you could relatively change things. This is what uh, Atisha's Seven Points of Mind training is talking about all over the place, all of his ideas, his 51 slogans, do this, do this, do this, practice, do this, and move this over, move this this way, or this will help with this particular dynamic. All of these are workable, and I'm not here to shut down on anything. If something works, you might want to just get a deep well pump, pump by hand and go out and pump that every day for a couple of hours. That might get rid of your jealousy. I just thought of that. I'm just so creative. So what am I saying? I don't know what I'm saying. But the direction I want to go with this, uh, before I even come in here, I have no idea what I'm going to say. And this time, this is very rare for me to do this, is I, I brought in my smartphone. Excited about that? Neither am I. So, but there's something in here that I want to, I didn't want to type it out, but I want to, to read. And that way you can go back in here at some point. And uh, while I'm in this, uh, I'll respond to my son. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. You would have to say that while I'm in the Zendo. Thank you very much. Yes, it misspelled Zendo. But I, I left it because I think he might know where I'm at. So what I wanted to do was a couple things. <clears throat> The, the, the human realm, as you all of you have probably studied the six realms, the human realm is a kind of the one where things are relatively sane for a while. The other ones are pretty intentionally and focused in their anger against four and so on. Heaven realm, jealous God realm, human realm, where, where the curiosity might be and where suffering is, intense suffering in the human realm. This is usually, I'm not saying you couldn't meet the teacher in another realm. But you would be less likely unless uh, you happen to run into her in hell as she was 
taking your head off. With an axe. So human realm, the kind of jealousy or uh, insecurity that shows up in that area is uh, is uh, more workable than the one that would show up in the, the realm of the hungry ghosts where, where you have to have that. Where if nothing else is important, you have to have, you have to have that. Or you, uh, if you lose that, uh, or you fear of you have a fear of losing something. You haven't lost it yet, but you're so terrified of losing it that what what shows up then is commonly called paranoia. Something's going to get me, stop me, take away my stuff. I'm going to lose. I need to lock all my doors, close the windows, and maybe just burn the house down so nobody can take anything. So there's a softer kind, which is more workable, could get difficult in, in the human realm. And then when it gets into that other uh, mind space where there's some kind of demand uh, based on fear of losing, fear of not having, fear that someone's crossed, uh, uh, crossed over your uh, borderland into your area, so they're taking something that belongs to you, or there's threat uh, that they're taking something or someone has something that really, or just received something that, that, well, that should have come to me. I should, I should be the one that gets to have that, do that, say that, be that. What do you do with this? You, you don't, don't correct it. I mean, although the world is saying, and you'll say to ourselves, and I might even say to you, don't be jealous. At the same time I'm saying, I know it's ridiculous to tell someone that. It might, it's more about the person not being, not wanting to be around someone who's jealous because it's difficult, especially if you see that there's really no reason for this intense emotion. I'm really lost anything. Maybe the threat of losing something is the most intense kind of jealousy. It hasn't even happened. It's probably broken up lots of relationships, lots of marriages, lots of, uh, student-teacher relationships more than likely down through the years, down through what? Misunderstanding. It's not that there isn't a cause, but the cause that most materialists, whether psychological, uh, social, material, spiritual materialists go for is some way to stop that so they can fix this. It's, it's, it, it shows up as relative truth that's workable. Sure, certainly it's, there is some way, there is some cause, this cause, that cause, that cause, that. The whole Buddhist teaching is about that, prevented origination, cause. It's just that if you're going to go to cause, let's go to the first cause. Can you find it? Might not be able to find first cause in the common, commonly understood sense of the word, but you might may be able to find that which propels it and that is belief in a self if you're if you're always outside of that looking for who said what who did what or the person that uh, lied to you or wasn't really clear or the person who is a, who whatever took your job or something like that <clears throat> and dealing with your feelings and trying to smush down your feelings please stop doing that you're not going to win with relative truth you won't win why it's relative truth if you notice, I can give you one good example besides the uh, an analog clock, and that's the sun and the moon. They go around and they go around, and 
sunny one day and gloomy the next day. The moon is full one day, the next day it's might as well not be there in an eclipse. So that's what's the old saying, what goes around comes around. Common uh, everyday wisdom. So all improvement, relative improvement, is going to end in um, losing that at some point. It might it lasts for a little while. So on the phone, I wanted to read you. <laughs> Just a little bit, if I can even find it. If I can't find it right away, then I'll go back to filling you up with useless information. So if I go into <laughs> jealousy, and then I go into, well, it spells it G-L-O-C, you know, state of feeling or being jealous. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're not to read anymore. People also ask, what is the main cause of jealousy? What is the emotion behind jealousy? How do you explain jealousy? What does jealousy do to a person? And then there's jealous psychology today. Why am I so jealous? Is jealousy good or bad for it? I don't know what the rest of it is. Can animals feel jealousy? Well, that's an important question. It's, and it goes, there's just therapy and there's all kinds of promotions for, for therapy. Again, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you shouldn't do this. This might be the, you might want to just stop meditating and go and, and go to a therapist. You might find a therapist that fundamentally can help you get through the rest of this life. But that's just the point. The rest of this life. Is that enough? <clears throat> Is that enough? Did I say that enough? Is that enough? Enough, enough, enough. Okay, enough of that. What is the main cause of jealousy? Okay, I'm just going to punch one of these. Jealousy may be driven by low self-esteem, poor self-image. You don't feel attractive or confident. It can be hard to truly believe that your partner loves and values you. Other times, jealousy can be caused by unrealistic expectations about the relationship. Remember that feelings aren't facts. Don't believe your facts. Don't believe your emotions or your feelings. So there's, there's something to that. Feelings aren't facts, of course. And then, and then it just goes on, and then and there's a, so again, I've said this many times already, but I'm not against this. Don't misunderstand me. I'm just saying, I don't think it goes deep enough in order to fundamentally address the problem. It could, it could uh, address the problem uh, in a relationship, like it says here. How about this one? How do you fix jealousy? Look at the ways to fix it. <laughs> Trace it back to its source. I'm all for that. Let's go back to the source, the belief in the separate self, duality, the belief in other. That's the source, uh, insofar as something you want to go back to. But they're not, I don't think they're talking about that. They're talking more about, well, you know, relative sources. Voice your concerns. Talk to a trusted friend. Uh, I recommend your teacher. Uh, put a different spin on jealousy. Yeah, I can, maybe I can transfer the cow's load to the ox. Uh, consider the full picture. Yeah, big picture, that's good. Practice gratitude for what you have, what you now have. Not a bad idea. Practice in the moment coping techniques so coping 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 how not to be jealous 12 tips and tricks i'm not going to read that you can so what i'm saying is people are dealing with this everywhere how do we deal with it look at it don't try to get rid of that which is showing up in your mind stream you will what lose because it is circular and it is dependently arisen and no one has caused that. The very emotion you're feeling, you've not caused it. You've not caused that, but you can, you can keep it going. You can keep kicking that wheel so it'll keep going and going. And the downside of that is, you know, the 
doesn't feel very good. The upside of that is you keep getting some kind of a credential for being somebody who's jealous. That's a hard one to see because, well, it's just hard to see because we so much believe in a self. Hard work. It's hard work dealing with uh, emotions that come up when when you're here and someone else has happened, something else has happened over here, and you notice that you're not. You just did something, and somebody else is getting the credit for it. And uh, especially in the Dharma, if you're a monk and someone else is getting anything that you think you should have, you should be very, very happy for them. Crank it up. If you're a monk, everybody else, do whatever you want. And when I say do whatever you want, you might want to try being kind to the person that you're jealous of. You might want to rotate it slightly and see if you can't be happy for someone else being happy. Not so easy when you're the one that should have it's like just a justification of that, but it's just like, well, I did that and they're getting credit, shouldn't I, shouldn't I? Even the person that's receiving credit might be kind of not sure what to do about this because they must might suspect that this isn't something they really should be getting credit for. But you could give it some time, say a year, give it some time and see if it doesn't rotate on its own. Or the person might come back and say, you know, a day later, two days later, I realized that what was being said was about something you should have been receiving. Give the other, other person a little bit of time to uh, be not only a human being, but to be genuine, to be sincere, and to be aware. Respect people's confusion, starting with your own. Stop trying to improve. I don't care what the texts say. If the texts say something different, then go read them. But if you're listening to me, I say, don't fix it. Look at it. Don't fix it. Look at it. Don't fix it. Look at it. And why do I say that? Because if you're trying to fix it, you're working on something you don't even know what it is. You're actually trying to find, and all you're going to get if you do that is laminations and cover-ups. Ignorance, ignorance, ignorance. More than likely. Maybe not. Maybe maybe you could have some, some uh, different uh, things occur there. Questions? Sugar buying. When the tendency is to not want somebody to be happy, how do you practice? How do you practice happiness for others? So let me make sure I'm understanding your question. Are you saying that you're you're looking at your mind stream in relationship to another person and you're just spontaneously wishing them misery? Yes, when it's associated with jealousy, sometimes it no. seems like it's there's an aspect that doesn't want that person to be happy. Very good. So the, what, you can't ask this question unless you're, it's not a compliment for you at all, a compliment anybody. Well, probably. <laughs> I lied, but I get to do that. I lie all I want. You can't. You lie. So just look at it. I know that's painful, and I know that you you're pretty aware of that. You couldn't even you couldn't even ask that question. So a lot of times people won't acknowledge that they have that kind of a what secret wish or just like I really would just 
wish they'd die or somebody would kill them or, or they would be miserable or they would fail at whatever it is they're trying to do. So uh, insofar as you can, just receive it. And the kind of awareness that it takes to be able to even, to even ask such a question means that you're looking at it. You can't, you can't ask that to me, who is your Dharma teacher, not only that with the witness, uh, all the Sangha sitting here witnessing you. You and I have been working with that difficulty you have in the area for years. Come on. What does it mean to receive that negativity when it seems like there's a spontaneous trying to change that or extend that into someone else first? So, again, just that you can say that, I'm saying just watch that tendency, watch the impulse. Uh, Perception impulse, what is third skandha? Perceive something and then an impulse arises to, to do something about it, to connect up with the other skandhas, you could say. Turn it into thoughts, fourth skandha. Uh, go back to uh, the emotional area of the feeling quality of that perception. And then just keep joining everything together so you have this uh, cage of your reflections, as Nagarjuna would say. You have this trap that you're trapped into this dynamic called me and my stuff, my thoughts, my opinions, my hopes, my fears, and my, excuse me, my irritation about others that are doing something I don't want or getting something I, that is mine or interfering with me in some way. Shogun and Shogun Trumpa's book, when he talks about the human realm, which book? Um, transcending madness. All right. He talks about jealousy as a having a poverty mentality. So, what is the the basic view that someone has towards themselves when they're experiencing jealousy? So it can show up. Uh, there's several different ways or layers or qualities that can show up, but one of them is just feeling you're you're worthless and you feel better. If you get this or get or appreciated or are or, 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 uh, complimented or considered or all think or you have a relationship with somebody that that you you only feel really good when you're in that relationship dynamic and if you feel like there's any threat of losing it even though even though you're not going to lose it necessarily just the threat that you might lose it is enough to trigger that kind of paranoia which of course blows the relationship out of the water, as I'm sure you know. So just uh, put others before yourself, especially, especially close relationships. You have to put that other person before yourself. The teaching person, uh, in any case that I know of, is always doing that. You may not feel like I'm putting you before everything else, but when I'm looking at you, there isn't anyone but you. There isn't even anyone here. If you realize that, the work is done, but it might take 30 years, maybe 25. How long you been doing this? Um, with you or? No, count the whole thing with me and with everything else. 15. How many lifetimes? Speak. How many? 10. Okay. Taking a while, hasn't it? Here you are again. Further questions on? Awesome. Sound about it. I don't know.
how do you have a difficult conversation when you're feeling all of that jealousy, et cetera, in a constructive way? What would you recommend, San Hubai? I don't use the word constructive because that's a, it's not wrong, but it's a way of working with psychology and way of working with our, our general idea of materialism to do things better, improve, and all of that stuff, which is relatively is correct. There are ways to improve lots of things, but it's relative. And so, therefore, uh, it, it's workable in a relative way. But we're talking about a, a spiritual dimension that shows up in a psychological way. I'll say that again. No, I won't. You heard me. And so, therefore, don't worry. You can look at the construction that's already occurred rather than try to get in and further construct and make and shape and shape something so that you'll have a better result. Materialism, trying to use spiritual techniques to get somewhere. Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism is the book that uh, turned me into this path and helped me find a true teacher. So what I would say to follow up on what I just said, don't do anything. Look at the confusion. So it's not that, you know, uh, Sanho, it's not that you wouldn't do something constructive. You might, but that constructivity, that's even a word, would come out of an incredibly powerful and intense, not relative, not relative, awareness of what the situation was, of what the whole structure of your relationship to another person, if that's what we're referring to here, so that you don't go in and spontaneously repair, fix, shape up, turn about, shut down, open up. You don't do anything with it. You just receive it. If you receive it, you will begin to see fundamentally what it is. What do you see? What it is. And it's not a, it's not a what that's, oh, that's, that's what it is. You won't have that kind of feeling. Seeing what it is might be a, a lot more disappointing than that, rather than some kind of aha feeling. Aha feelings are, are for uh, forensic scientists. Further question? Here's on. Question from Shane. Is jealousy a reference point between the perception of self and the perception of other? No. Cheese, I'm bowing. Um, is there any way to uh, distinguish within jealousy when is there ever a validity? Is there ever something where we need to actually function out of that? Out of the jealousy? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, get your butt to the wall and take the rest of the body with you. Just a butt alone won't do it. <laughs> so somewhat, it's it, it, it. We don't do something about it relatively, but we receive relatively. So we have to receive the intense rel relativity that's so distasteful. Our own emotions about somebody's about ready to do this or do that, and it's causing jealousy or feeling like we're not being respected uh, or we're. We're losing what we what we deserve, which can show up so many different ways, or we're about to lose it, or we might lose it. Uh, stay on receive as much as possible, especially through your own mind stream. That those reactions, those uh, so-called uh, uh, conjunctions of thoughts and emotions, where they come together and get very crispy and mushy at the same time. It's like a 
bad sandwich. It's like it comes together and it, it, it hurts. It's, it's sad and it's, it feels like we're a failure and it feels like we're never going to get this down. And so sometimes the only way we can get out of it is to express it. So it just hurts and it hurts and it hurts. And then we, and we find somebody, especially find somebody that's really vulnerable because we want them, as Shoko was asking about, we want them to hurt the way we're hurting. This is how people get, this is how a dictator, world scene dictator, he, she, they, usually he, uh, gets rid of their, the terror that they have about oblivion or about going away or about uh, losing their life or death or however you want to say it. And they inflict that terror. They get rid of the terror by spreading it all over. Read Timothy Snyder's book, The Bloodlands, about what he what happened to the to the Russians in the 1930s. Millions of them were starved to death by an insane dictator, and that can happen again, and it probably will. Probably will. So train your mind. You're not going to be able to stop that. That the the momentum behind that on the world scene is too powerful. I'm not saying you can't go out and carry signs and join movements. Please go for it. If you want to do that, do it. But you might want to spend some time finding the dictator in here. This is this is the, the problematic dictator, not the one in the world. Well, that one is certainly problematic, yes. Chase on mine. When the relative situation may validate how we feel or maybe some, some, something occurring that might not be relatively valid, how do we acknowledge that or delaminate ourselves to see that that's not the totality of what is occurring? Well, you just said it. The way you asked the question means that tells me that you're looking at it. So I would just say, just continue in that way. And if you continue without any uh, uh, fluffing up the, the, the passion, aggression, and ignorance, the grasping, explaining, delineating more than you already have, or being aggressive or pushing, or shutting down on certain facets of it that are too uncomfortable to look at, then the, then the very situation you're describing starts to change because of what? Impermanence. The only thing it appears to last is that which is fiddled with. You fiddle with stuff and it looks like it's going to last a while. But if you do nothing with it, everything starts to come apart. We'd still, we would still be living in caves, which might not be a bad idea in some ways. Still living in the cave of our minds. I'm out of there. Shukabang, what is worth or worthlessness when we're on the spiritual path? I'm sorry? What is worth? What, is, what it has value? And what ha doesn't have value? Shukabang, it seems like in our society there's a, a huge emphasis on one's self-worth or one's self-esteem, and I'm wondering what the relationship is to that on the spiritual path. Give me a more direct question rather than of what's the relationship. Do we need to feel worthwhile on the spiritual path? No. Not particularly. It might be better to feel whatever's showing up, feel that, rather than try to feel a particular way. There are ways to work with that, which are very relative. The prostration, uh, the seven, sevenfold Mahayana Puja, which I'm not going to go into, mainly because I can't remember them all, but where you can make offerings to the altar, make offerings to the teacher, make offerings to, to, the, to the Sangha, 
and, and have some way of using your physical body mind complex, which is everybody's hanging out here in front of a screen or in front of the back of a screen. There are different ways to do that. Prostration, uh, bowing to offering incense, offering uh, flowers, or just some way to use the six sense fields and their objects to use those towards uh, the truth, towards the fundamental ultimate truth, not just more relative truth, not just more, more merchandising, more bargaining, more getting tit for tat or getting paid for something. I'm not saying if somebody's teaching meditation, they couldn't charge money for it. So we don't, I don't do that. We, we will take all the money you want to send this way. Uh, nothing is required. Shogabai, if we're helping others in order to feel, to not feel worthless, how do we, how, how do you relate to that? How do you relate to it? It seems like it changes. Sometimes I just don't, don't. So I'll say this very directly to you. At some point, for a long time, you're going to care how you feel. Because you're, you're still somebody there who, who cares about how they feel. And at some point, you won't care how you feel. You might feel good. You might feel bad. You can feel anything. You can feel extreme pain. You won't particularly bother you. Why? There's no one there anymore. There's just this. You're not separate from it. More? So as we're, as I'm practicing, how do I relate to others when there seems to be feeling of worth or worthlessness arising around it? So can you say it louder? Michael's having trouble. Shokabang. So as I'm practicing, how how do I relate to others? If I'm working with them or helping them in order to cover up feelings of worthlessness. How are you doing it now? Minding how I feel. <laughs> and then what? It seems like sometimes I just don't, I don't reach out to other people or I don't do something and other times I do. Sounds good to me. Return to the vow. Return to the vow. You're a fully ordained monk. I might respond differently to someone else, but you live in a monastery. You've been here for years. Return to the wall. Return to the teacher. Return to the teaching. Return to the sangha. That's, that's the, the structure that we've all been doing for centuries. <laughs> Especially you and me. <laughs> yes. Is there a way to express your emotions without giving it to the person? Without giving what? Your emotions to them or harming them? Say a little bit more. I'm following you somewhat, but I, I think it needs more specific answer. If you're, if I'm feeling extreme jealousy, and it has like a vice grip on me, mm -hmm. and it, it feels like the only way to kind of get some relief is to talk about it. Mm -hmm. 
is there a way to talk about it without vomiting those on to someone else or yeah. trying to give them to? Uh, the best thing I can say, two things I can say, get to the wall. So in other words, sharpen the blade, sit down, hold still, and watch the movement of the mind. Because the, the mind, the body-mind complex is getting together and providing you with that kind of distress based on what you're, what is showing up uh, from the outside world in terms of your relationships. Less is better. You can use that 90-10. If you need some kind of a structure, then use that. Talk 10% of the time. Receive 90% of the time. Just receive. I'm not saying you should never express your feelings to someone else, but the difficulty with that is then that tends to trigger that person and then they get wound up in theirs and then they, especially if it's somebody that cares about you, then they get hooked. They're trying to figure out how to help you. And then you get in this uh, storybook thing. And that's, I don't mean that negatively, but I mean this kind of a story about you and your relationship and your stuff. And what they said, what you did, what you shouldn't have said, what I didn't mean to say, but I said it, but I didn't mean to say that. We get all wound up in that stuff. So it's difficult to both people, when, you know, if the other person is a practitioner, which I think they probably are, uh, then try to try to take it to the wall, my way of saying meditate a lot. And less is better in terms of express uh, in terms of expressing. You have a, a lot more support than you think you do. A self-centered mind is will settle for any kind of credential, including I'm no good. I'm not saying you're doing that, but I'm saying uh, I'm not getting enough. I'm not I'm not for me. I'm not saying, I'm not accusing you of anything, but something in the area of needing someone else's fluffiness around you. Follow me? Thank you for your question. Very unusual that you asked me the question. When you say that a little bit of expression about how someone is feeling is okay, what is that? Uh, well, you don't say anything. <laughs> what would you tell him? You wouldn't. <laughs> Humor among, 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 among monks is not all that funny. <laughs> Kozamba. Three of them in a row here. Four of them in a row. Yes, go ahead, Kozamba. There's a question in the chat box um, from David Gregg. He asks, is a sense of interdependence an expected outcome slash resolution when observing our jealousy as self? Mm. Read that again. This person's really smart, I have to be careful. <laughs> is a sense of interdependence an expected outcome slash resolution when observing our jealousy as self. Damn it, I know. Stringing words together like that, maybe you know. Slow down. Just look at it. Don't abandon what arises, jealousy or otherwise, for naming it. Don't even be able to experience jealousy without even giving it a name. As soon as you name anything, you abandon it. Oh, it's just me. I don't abandon anything. I can't. I'm trapped forever. Yes, sir. Michael Bowen, is there ever any resolution? That's a misunderstanding. It's based on what? Relative truth, of course, in the relative world. Rel I mean, 
go to Harvard and try to argue with them about that. Of course, there's resolution because there is relative truth. It will start with an R. Resolution. This happens, that happens, then this, well, we got that resolved. And I'm not against that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh, you can't apply uh, relative truth to the spiritual path other than to get you to the spiritual path. That's why we have the provisional teachings of uh, the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the Twelve Links, and the Five Skandhas, and the Six Realms, and Three Realms, and all of the other things, constructions that help, that apply to consciousness, that help you get closer to that area where the concepts are not going to help you, other than a couple of them maybe might like uh, boot up your butt. I didn't say boot, I said Buddha. Buddha your butt. Pay attention. Sound no bowing. Sound no, go ahead. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh someone might be in pain they're aggressive because they're in pain you receive the aggression they become more aggressive because they feel dismissed how do you receive that dismissal son who bowing i think it's perfect i can't imagine uh and just continue for them to be more aggressive uh, fundamentally that may look like a, a failure to you but no that they actually feel like they can they need to they don't have any mind training more than likely so they're going to be more aggressive. So ego mind misinterprets that as after ever all I've done for you, and here you are being more aggressive with me. But actually receive it, gobble it down. You can do it. You, you don't need the results. You don't need you don't need results from something. Just receive it. Fundamental, fundamental, fundamental kindness, fundamental generosity. Be with all things, including the. What does what Shakespeare say? The slings and arrows of an outrageous fortune cannot find itself. So they aren't outrageous, not even slings and arrows. Who's that? Another question from Shane. What's the difference between short visceral jealousy, like when you see an ex on Facebook is now engaged in the long-term obsession with a particular thing? Well, I think you've already said it. It just, it, one is a, uh, just uh, you know, something going thump in the night, and the other one is uh, a continue living in a haunted house. So it's, it's just a smaller form of the same thing. The most important thing, uh, along the lines of what you're saying, is just train your mind. Spend a lot of time holding still. You don't have to be a Buddhist. It's going to help you if you do tie in with the teachings in some way, but. Not required. What is required, as far as I'm concerned, if you don't want to be miserable or have that go light and dark, light and dark, right now, right until, up until the time you're uh, my age, you're older, or maybe on your last few days in the, uh, incarnated, uh, then train your mind. Find out who you are so there's no doubts about it. You don't have to check in with me at all. Do whatever you want. But if you're listening, you might want to make sure that you. Train your mind. Get up every morning, spend some time sitting down doing nothing. Maintain nothing. Now, depending on your style, your personality, the causes and conditions that arise as your particular sun sign, here you are, you might be able to just sit there for hours at a time. Another person can only sit still for 
maybe five or six minutes, they need to move around or jump around, but just return to the stillness. The stillness, the stillness will help you see more clearly the movement and the movement is dependent origination. And that is the, that's the big uh, confusing part of being a living being. We're so identified with somebody, a body mind. As Dogen said in the 13th century, the founder of this particular lineage, the Soto lineage, <clears throat> Soto Buddhist lineage coming out of ancient uh, Chan Buddhism. And then before that, Indian Buddhism, um, but the Tagata. Drop off body and mind. What does that mean? Walk around thinking about stuff and drop off body and mind. Find out. He didn't particularly explain it. I think there is a short fascicle on what he meant, but he, he just is still more confusing to read. Read his description of it. It's like, I'm sure he's having a great time in the Dharmakaya looking down and thinking how hilarious that is. People trying to figure out how do I drop off my mind and my body? Is he saying I should kill myself? Should I not think? Should I, should I, should I, should I? Find out. And what we do, if you listen to that, drop off body and mind, you begin to see the attachment we have to the body as someone. You're not your body. Not your body. You're not your mind. In order to drop that, you have to see the way in which you cling. So you can't push it away. You have to look at the clinging. Look at the look at the, the jealousy, for that matter. Look at the jealousy that clamps down and makes us feel like somebody who's not getting their uh, appreciation they deserve. So they're jealous of somebody who is getting that appreciation. Shukavang, is the jealousy that arises when you're not being given attention similar or the same as attention to the jealousy that might arise in, in stronger forms like interpersonal relations? Well, I think so. It would depend on the dynamic, but yeah, that's like if I'm sitting in the, in the, in the white Tara there and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at my empty plate and I'm looking over and seeing you having, having fun talking to, I don't know, Chesa. <laughs> you know, I think, why aren't they looking at me? Why aren't they talking to me? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Don't do anything about it. But don't stop any feelings that show up, the feelings that come up. Be kind, be generous, give all of those, receive anything that comes your direction, anything that knocks at the door, let it in. So, and, and without the particular added expectation, well, if I keep doing this, maybe it'll go away, or maybe it'll hurt less, or maybe, maybe, maybe there's no, that's, that's materialism. There's no guarantees. One of the kindest things that Trump Rinpoche ever said is no guarantee. In the Guardian, even in the Guardian, even in the two thousand years ago, say you may awaken, you may not. <laughs> two thousand year old joke. <laughs> Kitty, when in a conversation with somebody who's in obvious pain about something in their life and feeling an urge to want to help them, how do we not do that, not interfere with them? 
shut up. Just, just receive. And you can do a little bit of expressing. I mean, you can, and it's not particularly particularly acting, but you can ask them that. So how do you mean? So I understand that. That sounds difficult. So acknowledge that you're receiving so they can tell rather than just sit there with a, a flat stare. But how, how is it going? I'm sorry to hear you're having such a hard time. No repair work, no suggestions, unless they drag it out of you, which they could, they might say, but don't misunderstand just because they ask you, uh, what would you do? That doesn't give you permission to give a 15 minute lecture on meditation. Don't do it. Don't, I say this over and over to people. Don't, don't encourage anybody to meditate. Mind your own business. Let people alone. People know you meditate. You know, even, even your neighbors are probably looking in the window and saw you facing a wall there and thought, ah, turning into a vegetable. Just like I suspected. But so just receive. Remember that word. If you can remember, remember the word receive, then you'll still do some production, but you'll do a lot less. Just, and you don't have to just receive their words. You can receive the color of the clothing they're wearing, the room that they're in, their, their body language when it tips this way. Don't psychologize it or analyze what, what it means, but just notice that when they're talking, they may use their hands, they may not. Just watch what moves and watch what moves in response in your own mind without agreeing with it without disagreeing with it and without shutting down. You can't find the truth. You know why? You know why you can't find the truth? It's not truth to find. Nah, that's not true. That's nihilistic. That's a terrible thing to say. That's just horrible. I'm so ashamed of you. <laughs> no, here it comes. You're not separate from it. You can't find something you are. You can't find something you fundamentally are this. You are the truth. You're not separate from the Buddha of 2,500 years ago or the Buddha of 10 minutes ago. This is Buddha. This is Buddha. Including everything, including the distressing thoughts, including the jealousy. You don't have to get rid of jealousy. I experience jealousy every day. I experience all kinds of emotions. They come and they go. They, what's the difference? They can't find, a, they can't find a, someone there. who. And if they do find somebody, they, they have no say-so about them. When Jürgen talks about the human realm, he talks what about What makes it. you think you can call him by his first name? Don't choke him. He's not here. Um, he talks about the human realm as a place where we can have curiosity. Yes. But he says when it's associated with the, the six realms, that it's associated with jealousy. So what's the difference between a, a genuine curiosity and a curiosity that's motivated by jealousy? Might not be any difference. I mean, other than what you just said, that there could be a little of each coming and going. It could show up. If it, if it doesn't get any fuel, I don't know if it's fuel by being rejected, because I need to be without jealousy, or if it doesn't get any fuel by being explained by this is why I'm jealous. Now that would stop. I wouldn't be jealous. Or if it doesn't get fueled by being uh, shut down or distracted from or ignored in some way, that could be anything from, or it could be any number of things that show up as ignorance, including just not thinking about it anymore. Go ahead. Shogabang. So if there's a... A sense of a, a poverty of, 
like I'm I'm not awake, but you are, and then there's a, a desire to want to be or get that. Does that kind of a question prevent us from being able to see? I don't think so. Talking about the teacher-student relationship, I don't think so. That's going to show up differently for for everyone. Some people are never going to see who's here. I I don't have any credential. I don't need. I mean, I I have this, and there's a big piece of wood next to me. It looks like a person that's gold. And then I, then there are monks. I'm in a monastery, so there's somewhat of a credential. You need something, some kind of structure in in, uh, in uh, a materialistic structure, so that there can be you know, some kind of protection for this mandala, so it can even function at all. And so, but the situation here is uh, uh, there, there really isn't any solid. So, go ahead and ask your question again. So when looking at the teacher-student relationship, what is curiosity? I'm going to say more than that. Shokabang. Is there, or can there be any kind of a relationship or inquiry with the teacher that is more than just trying to get uh, what it seems like the teacher has. There again, it shows up differently for each person, each student, but just uh, if it's if this is a true teacher, uh, then there won't be any claims. They won't claim to be a true teacher necessarily. But you would have to you would have to see that. And the, each person sees that in a different way. Some people project on the teacher what they think she, they might be fully ordained as a monk, could be you, but they'll continue to look at the presumption of the teacher rather than see the true teacher. It takes real heartbreak to see the true teacher. Is that happening over there? My next question was, how do we see the true teacher? Let's continue. It's uh, the, 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 the uh, common word uh, that is sometimes used is devotion. This doesn't mean you're obeying a dictator. There's no one to obey. But there might need to be for each person is different. Some people set up a standard and then they just look at that and teacher can see that. But that teacher, he or she can't do that for you. You have to come to the teacher. This has been going on way before Buddhism. This is happening in all the indigenous areas and shaman shamanistic areas and the Pern uh, indigenous culture of uh, ancient Tibet. And in Buddhism, and in Tantric Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, Chan Buddhism, Theravadan Buddhism, teacher, teaching, community. What? What is the heartbreak that talked about if you see the true teacher? You're not separate from that person, but you feel separated. Not two. You're not separated. You're not fundamentally separate. The teacher sees it. That's otherwise the teacher wouldn't put up with your shit. But you don't see it yet, but you will. Teacher may be long gone before that happens. Both of mine were dead before I saw it. Good luck. Anything else? Wonder by um, how do we handle the stickiness of the love, passion, and intimacy that you share with your students? 
stickiness to that gel is Good one. Just receive it. Don't destickify it. Hmm. I mean, don't don't try to soften it or take it away or see that it's not you're not separate from that. It's not something else. Go ahead. Wonder by how can we um, allow multiple the teacher to have multiple relationships with at that level? The teacher can do that because that person isn't a separate being anymore. So therefore, they are whoever they meet. I don't mean this some kind of whoop-de-doo. Like, if I meet you, I'm blending with your mind or some kind of weird crap like that. That's, that's for the movie industry. No, I'm saying it fundamentally, nothing has changed. What is, what, what is going on? If nothing has changed, what is going on? They, that person, that true teacher sees what this is and the student does not, but the student sees that the teacher is looking at something because of the way they talk, the way they express themselves and because they have unconditional confidence and shake the confidence of a true teacher because their, their confidence isn't based on relative truth. It's based on seeing the truth, which is everywhere and which is not separate from anything. It's called bodhicitta, ultimate bodhicitta can arise in the mind of a, of a living being. How do we, um, because it's love, passion, and um, in intimacy that we associate with committed relationship, how do we leave the exclusivity behind? Bowing? Don't do anything with it. The exclusivity is a word that you're using to describe something that's showing up for you. Don't name it. What is it fundamentally? Is it exclusivity? Exclusivity can't function unless there's otherness. So that's a protection against seeing your true nature. You are not separate from anything. You're not separate from me. You're not separate from this from this altar. You're not separate from anybody on this screen. It just looks like it, and it's an intense illusion of otherness or duality. Any questions? Toji. Toji Bowen. Uh, can we see the teacher except through the lens of uh, being a relative being? Not right away. That's why it takes some practice. That's why when you meet a teacher, when I met my teacher, I was totally freaked out and worried. And because I knew somehow I knew when I when I read Cutting Through and I could feel it. This I, I don't know if I want to do this or not. This looks dangerous. And what was it dangerous to me? I wanted to do this myself. I want to attain enlightenment myself. I don't need help from some Tibetan guy. I did. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, is there a need to sort out um, how we see the teacher uh, projections of ourselves that are put on the teacher? Um, how, how do we deal with what we might be projecting? You just look at it. Don't sort. No sorting. Just look, if you sort, then what touch starts to spin. The very act of sorting uh, look, uh, works if you're working in a library. It works fine in relative truth. It works great. One of my favorite people here is an accountant. <laughs> is that embarrassing? <laughs> Did I leave everybody out when I said favorite? Did that cause jealousy? Huh? Did it? Yeah. 
That's okay. Just receive that. Everything is a teaching. Everything, everything is a teaching. Everything I say, not because I'm so wonderful, it's because there isn't anyone here. I'm not saying there isn't someone. There's an old man here who is, might live another six months or six years. Who knows? Not concerned. You might be, but I'm not. Otherwise, I couldn't do this. If I had concern about anything, anything, I could not function in this way. And what does that mean, function in this way? Teach the Dharma as I understood what the Buddha's words were and my teacher's words were. That's how I teach. I teach out of what I see, not out of my memory, which is obvious or I wouldn't have to use a smartphone. Or did you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, plenty more, but I'm not sure. Okay. Another question from Shane. Shane, shut up. No. He has a good sense of humor. He has a good sense of humor. When you're looking at jealousy of others' relationship with the teacher, is there something more than relative jealousy? Probably not. Maybe. Anytime you have any kind of relative thing uh, show up, it's so fraught with causes and conditions and just a labyrinth of this and that and this and this cause that because this is the, the expression of that is the in the sutras is a, a tributary streams flow through the darkness it's a beautiful metaphor for you're not going to be able to figure this out but you can see the mouth of the river you're sitting right in front of it all the time you're, you're it's the Buddha in the palm of your hand it's the jewel in the rubbish heap of your craziness your insanity your jealousy just look just observe and uh, enjoy even the complete generosity of the world, displaying this to you. This is what the teaching person is doing, as Trungpa Rinpoche said 50 years ago. The function of the teacher is to introduce you to your world. We're looking at it. Ondavai, um, what is it saying about our mind when the teacher meets us with um, intimacy, passion, love? What is it saying about your mind? How does it look to you? Scary? That's the answer. Scary. But it might not be for someone else. Someone else might not, might not be, might make assumptions about that, that that, well, that must mean, might better just look at the fear rather than try to seal it up with some kind of activity or lack of activity or anything. Don't do anything with it. It comes, I'm not trying to particularly promote me, this person, but if it's a teacher-student relationship then, and a genuine one, then uh, you'll either receive or you won't. Some people get a little dose of this and I don't even see them again. They go away. Is that wrong? Nope, they're not ready to do this. Uh, as it says in, uh, uh, I think, one of the books of Trump or getting too close to the to the teacher, uh, you might get burned. You get too far away from the teacher, you don't get enough heat. Just a relative way of saying that that teaching person is uh, represents. It's not because of their a valuable, valuable incarnation or a person, and not because of their body necessarily, but that they represent. Uh, if it's a true teacher represent what the Buddha's talking about or teaching, or all the other uh, wisdom traditions, not just Buddhism. If we look into any of the other ones, they all talk about 
well, even the theistic ones talk about merging with that. So we don't use a theistic approach because it just tends to make it very difficult for egos to not get more uh, in love with themselves, like the Pope. Not blaming the Pope for anything, but we've had a lot of odd Popes. We've had a lot of odd Buddhist guys too. Not so much women, but they don't. Is there an opposite to jealousy, and should we be making any effort towards that? So, if we talk about it relatively, then the opposite of jealousy would be wanting that person to have that. You see the value in something someone else is getting, and just to turn it around and say, no, you could say it in your own mind stream. They might not know it, but you could say they should have that. So there could be a little bit of that going on, uh, but that that would I would think that would be showing up spontaneously rather than some kind of a practice. Uh, we already practice when we say, may all beings be happy, and we do all the prayers that we do for others. We're already generating that kind of uh, appreciation for others and supporting others in their practice and supporting all beings and saving all beings. So we're doing that in lots of different ways. I would say the energy that rather than put energy towards that, uh, Sato, I would say put energy towards sit down, hold still, and watch the mind. And then watch the way in which the mind grasps, rejects, uh, sends supply trains into the front, trying to support ego and its particular warfare in terms of this, that, or this, or that. Correct nothing. Just observe. Give everything. It's, it's generosity. Give everything your attention. Don't ignore anything. If you can avoid that, which is, of course, ignoring. Yes. Michael. Michael Bowing. Does that mean that we should allow. Does that mean what? <laughs> what? Should we allow the ego to possess what it wants? You're not going to be able to stop it. It's ego. It's a construction that we think is true. We think we are someone. The way I've sometimes done this in the past, I'm not going to do it here today, but if I were to just artificially just act, you know, like an actor and just act like towards you uh, and make fun of you or belittle you or something, you'd feel that. And if I said, went the other direction and said, Michael, one of the most wonderful people I've ever met in my life. I don't know. I don't get to see enough of you. Please, um, let's uh, hug more. Let's, 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 let's. Uh, you would feel that. And both of those feelings would be dependently risen. Uh, even though you're feeling it, and but it's it's just an astonishing situation that just will not give up. Relative truth will not give up, and it doesn't need to. If you see what it is, you'll see that fundamentally, you see that relative truth is not separate from ultimate truth. It's magic. It's like magic when you see it. And I do think you're a pretty nice guy. <laughs> Yes, go ahead, Kozan. Question in the chat box from Yuhong. Yuhong. She asks, if I am aware, is that okay that I look at jealousy as motivation, Bowen? Yeah, I, I, the way you're knowing you a little bit, I don't know you real well, Yuhong, but I know you enough to know that because of the way your your intellect seems to work, I would say yes. And, uh, with that question, if I got that from someone I didn't know at all, uh, 
wouldn't respond so readily. But I would say in your situation, yes, you could use it with motivation. Here's a question from Marco in the Netherlands. When will I be ready to hear what you're saying? Yes, I want to catch you. Oh, you're ready now. You're hearing it now. You're responding to me. How do you spell the name? M-A-R-C-O. In the Netherlands? Is that close by? <laughs> Sorry, bad humor. Um, I would say now, if you're listening, you're now, just about how you proceed, if you even do proceed, that's up to you. I'm here. So are you right now because of this amazing technology. So grand. You've said in the past that intimate relationships are like uh, bats flying out of a cave. What is it about intimacy that can trigger or um, like create negativity to arise? Bowing. So the downside, the upside of the, of the intimacy is it's wonderful, but if it's a, if it's two people who are just uh, um, are, are functioning in their in their uh, with their karma, with their causes and conditions, with their frustration, with and they're trying to get rid of some stuff and, and enhance other stuff. Uh, then, when those two come together, it, of course, it's very dependent on who they are and what their uh, so-called past history is about, including past lives. I don't. I never eliminate that. Then, this because of the timing, because of all the causes and conditions that arise as our apparent beingness in a world in a human form, uh, in a, a, a so-called life stream mind stream that sometimes when those come together uh, in certain ways that some things that are are difficult in one person uh, uh, bump into things that are that have not been seen in the, by that other person themselves they've not transcended their personal self <laughs> excuse me and so therefore it can show up as a teaching that doesn't mean that you're the other person is your teacher necessarily, although it's a good idea to think of your partner as a teacher if you can. Um, I think it's helpful. I've certainly done it in the last 50 years. If you can. Uh, so I, I think it's a it's so variable. Um, in your situation, you're fully ordained as a monk and you're, you're a very close student of mine and we talk all the time. I would say we would just continue in that direction. Uh, and I'll support you doing that. Just continue to look in that cave. Go, don't go back in the cave. But if you find yourself situationally in front of the cave, the bats are flying out. You might want to hang out there for a while and look at it for a while. Don't run away. Don't run into the cave and try to torture yourself or o overdose on karma. Uh, as if you had some say-so about how soon you're going to get this or receive that or shut down on this or open up on that. Try to control your uh, mind stream. Just receive. The very best thing you can do is to receive the bats. And don't abandon the bats for what they mean. Don't abandon the bats for who sent them. Don't abandon the bats, using that metaphor, for anything. It's just a bat. It's just relative truth. And if you see it clearly, you're looking at the teacher. Always looking at the teacher. There isn't anything, if you're a monk, there isn't anything but the teacher until uh, there isn't anything but you.
there isn't anything but this. Shunyata or suchness is not something else. It's something you're not separate from. You have to see it. The teacher cannot do it for you, but they can encourage you to keep going. More? So, Brian. So, Gurren Bowing, yes, thank you. Uh, sometimes the bats are appearing inside um, and no one else can see them. The relative outer world appears to be sane and orderly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know about that. So those bats and the, the sane and orderly, I, I, I am those bats. I, I'm very, I don't read your mind. I don't know what your personal, uh, all the pitter pat that goes back in your consciousness about who and what and why and where and all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, uh, not separate. I see you. You, you and I have a very close, uh, intimate relationship uh, as, a, as, a, as a teacher and a student, and it's based on the chemistry that we have when we first met. And, and that goes back forever. It goes back thousands of years. You know it. I know it. And so I would say just proceed. Just continue. Continue to train your mind. I'll meet you where you're at, back cave or no. There's room for another question if you have it. So, Grim Bowing, perhaps someone else. Thank you, Sokazan Bowing. You're welcome. Who's on? Another question from Marco. Can jealousy be a feeling of missing control in the situation? This is how it feels to me. Yeah, could be. Yeah. But you don't have to take up control. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. It's, it can be painful. So don't do anything with it. I, 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 I'm not going to go into the story, but I felt jealousy coming in today, driving in a car. And I'm teaching this. Nothing has changed. What, what has changed, if you want to call it change, is this one who is teaching sees what this is. So that doesn't mean I'm suddenly a perfect person. So no more jealousy, no more suffering, that's belonging. And any teacher is telling you that that is, a, a, I don't know, maybe they're doing pretty good. Maybe you should follow them. <laughs> if you want that, if you want a success story, but it's relative, death comes without warning, and it will not carry you beyond this world. Do you need to be carried beyond this world? Not if you've transcended it. Nothing needs to happen. And if you transcend it, you'll make no claims. If you make claims, then you, that's a relative situation. So I'm pretty confident, don't I? Here's all that come from. It doesn't come from anywhere. It's, it's this. It's this. If you're not separate from this, you don't need opinions, your own or anyone else's. If you want to see what this is, I can help you more than likely, but you have to come this, you have to jump on your bike and get over here. You can't stay in a, in a green bay, not picking in any particular. You see the truth, or can you, maybe. One last question and then we'll go elsewhere. Anyone, uh, Kevin, you have a question? Kevin Bowing, is jealousy what we experience 
when we separate ourselves from the thing we think we want, bowing. Sorry, that was convoluted. I saw your fa discouraged face. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, oh he, he caught me in looking discouraged. Oh, <laughs> I might lose, I might lose 50% of my students if they see that. So, um, could you, could you, uh, deconvolute that just slightly. I, I'm happy to respond to it as it is, if that's what you wish, but you might get a more direct answer or response if you can say specifically what it is you what want to know. What do you want to know? Well, I already asked you this privately, but I still don't get it. So I'll just ask it again. Okay. How, how is all accomplishing wisdom Jealousy, bowing. Uh, that's a great question. What did I say? I have to get my notebook. Uh, I think you said that uh, all accomplishing wisdom shows is 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 nothing to do. Uh, anything that arises is the Buddha, uh, and there's nothing to accomplish, bowing. Wonderful. You have a pretty good memory. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably pretty close to that. <laughs> so basically, to put it, very, uh, put it very bluntly, jealousy is the Buddha. Jealousy is the Buddha. There isn't anything else but this. If you realize it, you're liberated. If you don't realize it, you'll fight with the world. You'll fight with yourself. You'll fight with the mind forms. See it now. See it now. Realize it now. You can do it. You might. It might take you years, but you can do it. There isn't anything else. Everything else is warfare or peace fare. War and peace, war and peace. Night and day. Sun and moon, sun and moon, sun and moon. Penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.